I'm Brandon Spratt. Welcome to Awaken, the podcast. I believe the most valuable gift you can give yourself and others in this world is authentic presence. When you are in your truth and you own it, you become an empowered being with the capacity to inspire others by just your presence alone. The journey to becoming a more empowered, inspired, and aware being starts right now. For those of us who are on this spiritual journey, this path, this curiosity to understand the nature of reality around us, we are beginning to discover more and more the what used to be sacred secret knowledge of the power of the mind. And as we're evolving and as we're coming into this information digital age, a lot of what used to be sacred information is no longer hidden away and kept secret. It's all out in the digital platform that we call the internet and in media. And this is such a huge advantage because it's allowing so many different circles of people and circles of influences to be able to break free of the chains of karma that they have been incarnating over and over and over again on the, on the wheel of karma over and over again to try and break free from their patterns and habits. And with so many people awakening to epiphanies, to insights, to different, different gifts, it really builds up this network of beings who are called to do greatness in this world, called to do wonderful things that are giving back to their communities, to their families, to themselves, and to those that they love uh, around them. And so this episode is going to be centered around the power of the mind. And whenever the mind comes into alignment with the heart, the capabilities that exist in that space are truly infinite. Even the most simple of things can have a profound impact whenever you begin to apply the rules and laws of the universe. There was a time whenever I was in San Francisco, and this is a simple, simple story. And um, by the way, I just want to just quickly note that everything that I'm sharing in this podcast is uh, actually from material and notes that I have kept with me over the past three years of my awakening. I think I mentioned a little bit of that in the first or second podcast, but a lot of the material um, I'm going to be sharing is, you know, a document of notes along my travel, my journeys, my epiphanies, meditations that came through me, different things over the past three years. And this is a document of about 300 pages. So for those of you who are on this journey with me and started at episode one and, and continuing on to hear this story, this is actually a very chronological story of my past. And it's the most raw and real truth that I've ever expressed in this document of my life. Whenever I was going through my homeless phase, I prayed to God, please just let me keep my computer. Of all things, let me just keep this computer. Because it was on this computer that I was writing all of these downloads and these, these epiphanies and these this shifts in awareness into this document. And this was therapy for me. I would go into Starbucks and cafes in the daytime 
and I would be writing and I would be figuring out where I was going to sleep at night. You know, I never really knew where I was going to be sleeping every night for, for almost an entire year in LA and, and Southern California. And so <clears throat> the material that I'm pulling from and referencing and whenever I speak are just my little, my highlights and my bullet points from this document of about 300 pages that I recorded almost everything along my journey. So this is a very intimate look into my world and it's been very interesting with Justin, this is just episode 7 where we're at right now and I've been having you know a lot of emotional reactions to sharing this and even old patterns and old beliefs are coming back to surface for me to experience and look at and feel once more and I'm also noticing my compulsion to go back into patterns of um, compulsive eating whenever I'm feeling a bit emotional or, or a bit stressed or tired versus, and I've trained myself over the years now, instead of going towards food or any other type of external you know, stimuli, stimuli to sedate or to uh, suppress anything going on emotionally within me, I turn to meditation. But unconsciously, this old belief system is trying to seep back in as I'm opening this document and reliving some of my past experiences. So it's a really profound thing to just be able to share this, one, and have people see it and hear it, and for me to be seen and heard, and two, for me to go and relive some of these experiences so that I'm fully sharing my authenticity and my truth in the world, and I'm not hiding it anymore and I'm not hiding behind um, any type of facade but it's true authenticity and I feel like it's time to share. I felt the calling, I had the dream, if you listened to the first episode you know I had a dream that Oprah and my grandfather told me to start sharing this so I'm listening to that calling and each time before I record I put my hands in prayer at my heart and I chant a, a little chant in the Kundalini uh, chants and I listen for a moment and I say, what do you want me to share? And this time it said, just stick to the script. And I thought that was so interesting because usually it's like, let, let it just flow through you, let the downloads flow through you. And with this time it's, it's telling me to kind of stick to the script. And although right now in this dialogue I've gone off script before I really look at my notes and, and express some stories that I have uh, to share, but um, <clears throat> I always root myself into the truth of what wants to come through and realizing that it's not about me, it's not about an image, it's not about a persona, it's just about stories that can be relatable to the world because what I've gone through and what I've experienced feels intense, you know, in, in its own way, in its own right. But then whenever I go on, you know, and I turn on some stories of, you know, Oprah is a big inspiration in my life. Whenever I look at some of her stories and people who've been on her show, my story compares pale in comparison to the people who've been on that show. So, anyway, our stories are our stories, and whoever is listening to this, whoever's called to listen to this, I hope that you can see yourself and my stories and I hope that I provide inspiration and encouragement along your path. So anyway, I want to just share a story now from whenever I flew to San Francisco and 
It was a simple little story, but it was one of the first examples of how um, when I was really practicing the power of my mind, um, I was seeing the aftermath and the results of that quite quickly, quite instantly actually. And this wasn't the first time that this has happened to me, this story in particular. I mean, there's been many instances in the past whenever I was more unconsciously manifesting things based on really intense, deep desires within me. But, you know, I didn't know everything about the laws of the universe then. And I was just manifesting out of um, sheer will and, and guidance from the universe. But in this story, this is whenever I was actually really seeing it with a new awareness of, wow, I'm manifesting something right now and before my eyes. So anyway, here's the story. I was flying to San Francisco and the weather was absolutely treacherous. My flight was canceled. I was trying to make new reservations. They all were getting canceled and I was just frustrated. And I remember texting a friend of mine and I said to her, please send me some good vibes. I'm trying to get on this flight. You know my plans and my details of what's going on in my life right now. And I'm just trying to, trying to you know, get out of here. And I was, I was getting out of LA and I was going up to San Francisco to meet a friend, a spiritual friend of mine who was going to work with me um, on some things so I could just get back into balance. And so I asked her to send me some good vibes and she said, now take a deep breath and envision yourself in the plane flying to San Francisco. Easy as that. And I immediately took a breath and visualized that and I said, thank you so much in a text and she said sending you rainbows and one of those emojicons you know and the rainbow thing and it made me instantly feel better and smile and um, then I walk up to the Virgin Air counter and I said to them um, you know is there any available seats on this next flight to San Francisco my flights kept getting canceled you know where, where are we at <laughs> And the man behind the counter, the flight attendant, said, the only option I have is this upgrade uh, to first class. Is that okay? And of course, as you can imagine, I say, okay, of course that's okay. Thank you so much. And after he prints the tickets, his face changed and he looked a bit concerned. And I asked him if I was ready to go to the security checkpoint and move along, check my bag and keep moving forward. He said just a second, he had to call somebody on the phone, I assume the supervisor or manager. The manager takes a look at the computer screen and suddenly she looks all concerned too. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, not again. I was so close. I was so close to getting on that plane. And as I'm witnessing both of them, confused looking and somewhat stumped expressions, uh, I'm clueless you know, to what's kind of going on. And I'm waiting and waiting and the Jeopardy music is playing in my head. And I instantly knew that I lost my seat or that there was some mistake happened, you know. And if I really look at my belief system, then like, oh, of course, something happened again. Didn't make it. So there was this doubt always, you know, kind of like lingering there in the shadows, waiting to overcome my belief, my faith of any moment, not just faith in any, like God or Jesus or the universe or whatever you want to say we people normally have faith in, but it's like faith is a situation to situation thing, you know, and I realized that my faith in just this small example was being tested, 
and our faith and, and comparison to our doubt is being tested in so many types of situations all day long, almost every day. I'm sure every day our faith and our doubt are being challenged on a day-to-day -day basis. <clears throat> so then once I was noticing this awareness shift in my head, I was like, no, that doesn't have to be me. That thought does not have to consume me and then I miss out on another flight. And I miss out on first class? No way. I don't want to miss out on that. This I was just getting some good some good vibrational traction there and I told myself keep focusing so I did the same thing as before before I took a slow deep breath and as I inhaled I just envisioned myself on the plane arriving in San Francisco and when I exhaled the same division just flying in the sky peacefully landing peacefully I remember walking through the details in my mind of my friend waiting for me, picking me up, and so happy to see me, and, and then driving past the Golden Gate Bridge uh, and going towards the Zen Center uh, where we were going we were gonna practice some spiritual shaman work. And as I see my mind, all this happening, you know, this is very quick while I'm behind the counter still, I just said to myself, yes, this is going to happen. And when I brought my attention back to the two Virgin Air employees behind the computer screen, one of them was now on the phone with someone at the terminal. She hangs up the phone and I ask, do I have a seat on this plane or just give me some insight? What's, what's going on? She smiles and says, yes, the seat we printed tickets for were double booked, but you checked in through the online check-in on the website earlier and the other person uh, who checked in after you just by minutes alone. And the other person should not have actually been able to check in with, with your class of seat ticket. So that's why we're bumping you up to first class. Have a safe flight. <clears throat> and there I was. I said, thank you so much. I appreciate everything you two did for me to get me on this flight with a huge smile on my face. And I walked towards the security checkpoint and towards the the terminal and towards my gate. I remember being really happy and proud of myself and this just this small minute example that I changed my, my, my vibrational thought forms and then my external reality quickly shifted but it was such a I mean I really had to like you know grab that thought replace it because I felt like it was really about to go one way or the other it was really on the on the verge of one spectrum or another and I had to be in that place of conviction with I am going to get on this plane and so I remember being really happy <laughs> about this and proud of myself and I and I at this point I was starting you know to share a lot more uh, with my parents and my best friends and my partner at the time about spirituality and manifestation and, and co-creation all this stuff so I texted a few people on my phone and I just briefly like set sent them the quick story of what had happened. I was like, I finally got on this plane and this, this is how it happened. It was all about my mind. I was, I was noticing it from this new awareness. It was all about my mind and directing my thoughts. And I remember being really eager to not just like share this with them, but I really wanted to share this small example with the world because it was the first conscious example that I was in a heightened state of awareness, watching my thoughts, replacing them, and then manifesting something and noticing that it was based on my thought forms. I wanted everybody to be able to have this power and this 
this ability awakened within them. And so this is the reason behind this podcast. This is the reason why I wrote all this material in the past was I wanted to create accountability for my commitment to this podcast, to seeing this grow, and through that commitment, being able to see you wherever you are, you are at in your life using the power of the mind and inspiration and optimism and positivity and awareness to bring you all that you desire and then be able to surrender your desires and let the highest good play out for all. And while it feels complicated and hard at times, the more we practice this, the more simple it becomes. And so I'm learning this right now. Another story, another phase of uh, conscious awareness in practice is happening for me right now. I am literally doing the most I've ever done in my life. I am teaching yoga four times a week in the morning and outside of that I'm seeing private clients, I'm seeing um, private coaching clients for my inner awakening program, I'm creating a school of awakening that is an online course and online resources for anybody who uh, needs help to you know raise their frequency, raise their vibration, change their thoughts, break out of old habits and patterns and things like that. I'm also doing two retreats this year that take a lot of organization and planning as well. And with all of this on my plate, some days it feels overwhelming, like I've put too much on my plate. Why do and the questions arise? Why do I want to accomplish what I want, what I want to accomplish? And that answer has gotten easier. It's it's not about anything of my own self, but it's really about I I have become. If there's anything I'm truly addicted to, it's the it's the witnessing of people transform. Whenever someone's in one of my classes and they're either in the middle of a kriya or a meditation or a chant, and they burst into tears either through grief and they're processing locked away grief and sadness or trauma, I love seeing that. Or the other spectrum, whenever they're in a state of such bliss that the meditations and the practice felicitates gratitude and it, and it fills your well up to the point where you're overflowing and the tears brush down your face. And what the real, real kerosene for me is, the real fuel to all of this is after class, whenever you receive and give the most genuine hug of all from those people in class who cracked and surrendered their issues for transformation, or they just have so much gratitude for a practice that maintains their homeostasis and equilibrium and balance in their, in their psyche. And it's those gratitude moments that really allow me to continue to show up over and over and over again. But anyway, back to the manifestation part of it. With what I'm manifesting right now, I'm doing my first solo retreat uh, coming up here in the next month and a half. And then after that, I'm also yeah, I'm also going to be in a, a, a assisting in a Kundalini Yoga teacher training program. And then a few months down the road, I'll be doing another retreat. And so what's coming up within me of my, my doubt is saying, can I really max out and fill out these retreats? And the doubt within me is saying, 
it's not time yet. It's not time yet. You know, get another training under your belt. Get another certification over here. Go to another retreat over here. Go learn over here. And that voice in my head, while it is coming from a place of, yes, learning more and wanting to learn more, what I, and I love this quote from Maya Angelou. It says, whenever you get, give. And whenever you learn, teach. And right now in my career and my passion, my business and my life, what I'm here to do, I have learned so much and it's time for me to take a pause on any type of training, work like that, and give and teach and share with what I've learned thus far. And then I will con continue on and learn more and get more trainings in my belt and then I will be in this ever-evolving process of taking a moment to learn and going out to the world and sharing it, coming back home and and learning and then going out and sharing and there's another great quote that's coming to me now by Dolores Cannon who's a wonderful metaphysicist theorist and, and regression therapist hypnotherapist author speaker motivational individual and I love this so much she says believe and you will achieve doubt and you're out and I love that because that is the truth with a capital T, 100%. It is. And like if, let, that, let that really sink in for a second. Believe and you will achieve. Doubt and you're out. I have experienced that so many times in my life. And that is my mantra right now with manifesting this, these retreats and knowing, having that deep conviction, yes, I am going to fill it out. I am going to, I have my minimum of people that will show up and I, and I, of course I have the maximum that can be there, but I'm saying my, my, my affirmation to myself, I'm at least going to have, you know, over half the spaces uh, filled up for both retreats and they're going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I just have gotten really clear on, on that. And every morning, you know, after my chants and after my, my practice to get me very still in a quiet mind, then I go into the visualization space. And I think that's really important and not the other way around or any other type of order because whenever I get into that vibrational place where I've moved my body, I've, I've cleansed and, and detoxed and squeezed my inner organs through yoga around, I've awakened the kundalini energy within me, I've heightened my awareness, I've done my chanting, I've literally chanted to vibrate the cells of my being into that of harmony, you know, and I've, and I've done, all, done all that vibrational work. Literally, it's physical vibrational work with the mantra and the, and the asana. And then afterward I sit and I just visualize and I get creative with how fun that process is going to be. What a joy it's going to be able to see all these new faces show up to a retreat and people who are more than willing to see the hidden potential within themselves to bond with others and take off their masks and be, be truly vulnerable in this world. And then to also let it go and, and have fun and embrace each other's differences and and likeness as well 
I have always found that no matter how different we think we are, it's usually in the differences is where we're most alike. No matter what's going on in the world with all these billions of people on the planet, it doesn't matter what set of a movie or play of life that each one of us is going through, we're each being tested with the same spiritual themes. And when I had that realization, that was one of the most powerful epiphanies of my life. So thank you for listening. I so appreciate you. I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been inspirational. And to the highest expression of you, please enjoy these perceptions of thought and have an open mind and an open heart. Try not to judge anything throughout our lives for how one person deals with pain versus how another person deals with pain is not something to be judged, but it is something to actually deepen our compassion and strive for understanding. And so just take a moment here. Let's take a deep breath together. Inhaling slowly through the nose, allow the navel point to extend beyond the spine for a full inhale. And a complete exhale from the higher heart clavicle, breathing out all the air until the navel draws in towards the spine. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. And exhale. Just remember, there are no limits. The only limits that exist are the ones that you impose upon yourself. You, as an aspect of the Creator, and the Creator being the most creative thing in all of existence that's created infinite and unimaginable vastness in the physical dimension and the cosmos. Embrace that creative spirit. And whatever you are called to do, go out there and do it. And don't just focus on the doing, but how are you being in the doing? In order for the doing or the thing you want to come into reality, you must first connect to that place of how am I being in the world? How am I being to myself? How am I being to others? Where is my level of doubt compared to my level of faith in myself? How much do I sit down and listen to what that creative spirit of the universe is trying to speak through me? How often do I give it that time to listen? Whenever you truly listen, you'll hear that subtle whisper, that faint whisper guiding you. It's very subtle. And the more you listen to it, and the more you pause and listen to its direction, the more grace and ease will wash over your life. 
people think that surrender is a giving up, but surrender, what I have been taught, means you're actually stepping over to the winning side. Doesn't mean you have to surrender your personality. Doesn't mean you have to, you have to surrender over things that you know are really good for you and things that you cherish. It just means surrendering over all that which that holds you back from the greatness that you are. So what can you surrender over? What can you let go of? Just remember also, you don't have to worry about the details, about the how. Just have the intention. Have conviction and know that if this lights you up inside, it'll light up others too. And that is how we will illuminate the world. Thank you for listening. I'm Brandon Spratt, and you've been listening to Awaken, the podcast. You can follow Awaken on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every week or every other week for Awakening Conversations. Thank you for listening.